On this episode, I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, normally, the structure of this show is I talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about for half an hour to 45 minutes, and then at the end, I give a little sneaker update, my thoughts on new releases, what I've been wearing, whatever it is. Um, for this episode, I'm going to just do a straight sneaker episode. It's going to be like 30 minutes long is the goal. Um, I plan on just covering a lot of these like leaked images for new releases that are coming out in 2020. I'm probably only going to be able to cover the first half because I do want to give my opinion on market, if I'm going to buy them, what I actually think of them, uh, comparing them to older releases, shit like that. Uh, it's just going to be a deep fucking dive into the first half of 2020 in the sneaker industry and what people are doing. Uh, before I start out all of that, though, I do want to say a big fucking RIP to Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi. I'm not a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I never was a really big basketball fan myself. Um, I got into the sneaker game because of fashion and because of how it was super dope and when it w at the time when I joined the whole sneaker business, it was probably like 2010. So I had like a lot of really, really cool Jordans releasing and the market was still pretty fucking big, but not big enough to where everybody was selling Jordans. It was like the perfect mix of uh, you could sell a shoe to your friend for 800 bucks and he'll never know that the market was only 600 because there's nobody to go, there's nowhere to go check that, you know? So it was easier to make money back then um, because you could name your own price. It was more of like, if you need them and I, and I need 350, we're going to figure it out rather than checking like, well, this website says this and StockX says that, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that the beginning of my sneaker fucking industry entering uh, started with me just moving shoes because I thought they looked cool and because, you know, the fact that they made me money. But there's always been, like the first year to now, the last eight years I've been doing this, I've always known about Kobe Bryant. I've always known about his shoes. I've sold handfuls of his shoes before. I'm not like particularly big into Kobe Bryant's shoes, but uh, it was definitely a name that like, I know I've seen him play a few times. I'm not a huge fan of it. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, I was devastated, but it was definitely sad. And the, the reason or the way that he died, uh, like the helicopter crash and his fucking 13 year old daughter being with him. I mean, it's just brutal. So in honor of that and in honor of Kobe Bryant and as a, as a thank you, uh, I do have some Kobe sitting in the back here. I have this Kobe Protro. I think it's called the Wizenard. I don't know if you if I pronounced that right. The Wizenard. Um, this is a Kobe Four. These are really really comfortable shoes. I'm not a big fan of Kobe's because for me they're more of a basketball shoe, and I'm more into like a flat top like or a flat bottom like more casual shoe or something that has to do with comfortability, not so much like support in the arch of your foot and like air bubbles in the bottom and all of that. Um, I think these are really cool though. These were more of a recent pair that came out. They're not, I think they're 2019. Um, but I do like these a lot. These are pretty cool. I like that they're all different colors. I feel like if I had kids, I would give them this uh, as a gift. I would give them these shoes, except not in a size 10 and a half. I would give them to them in like a, you know, 
for me, the shoes used to light up when we were kids, so we didn't have to design the shoe with like stuff that looked like lights. But I appreciate his effort here, and I do think these are cool. I'm not that I'm not I can't get that hyped about him because I'm not that big of a Kobe fan when it comes to his sneakers. But there is a Jordan and Kobe collab that they did. Um, I do like these a lot. I think these are cool. I will say though, and this is just a side note, my eyes are blue, okay? These aren't that far off from my eyes. Uh, this shoe is supposed to be purple and yellow. It's supposed to be like the Lakers colorways. This isn't really that purple, okay? Maybe I'm fucking colorblind, but I'm pretty sure that out of all colors I can and cannot see, like, I have blue down. My eyes are fucking blue. This is a blue shoe. I think that these were supposed to be purple and yellow, and they kind of fucked up the purple. Uh, so they look like a dark blue and purple or like a royal blue. But um, I just want to put some of these in the background because of the passing. Now, that did raise like a big, a big question for me um, with Kobe's shoes. With Kobe passing... Everybody that's a sneaker seller is wondering, like, do I, like, can I sell shoes right now? Is the market too sensitive? Um, should I invest and buy more? What's the market going to look like a year from now? There's a lot of people that are just like, fuck it, I'm going to sell them now and I'm going to sell them for a thousand because nobody's ever going to be able to get them. Um, here's the thing, okay? It's very similar. The sneakers themselves, it's very similar to a Jordan 1 that released because if a Jordan 1 releases today, it, they're never going to release again. They might remake the colorways, but they're never going to release the rest of that shoe. Like, very rare cases do you see a shoe release, and then they release more of the same exact version. Kanye's kind of, like, famous for doing that type of shit with the zebras and the creams and all of that. Like, keep releasing the same exact shoe without any difference, but... Um, when it comes to Jordans and Kobe's and all of that, when they release, they release. So that's it. Um, I saw a lot of people that were trying to sell this Kobe shoe for $800 and their selling point was he's dead and you're, you're never going to be able to get him again and use this as a collector's piece and blah, blah, blah. But the market's only 300 That I think is shitty. If you're trying to just sell them for more money because the fact that he died, I think you're a piece of shit. But if you're investing in them, um, people are going to get mad at you, you know. Uh, but that's just how life is. These shoes will go up in value. And they probably will go up a little bit faster because of his passing. You're going to see uh, a lot more of tributes to Kobe. There's probably going to be a lot of press. I'm sure Jordan's going to release another shoe that's like a uh, homage to whatever, you know what I mean? They have to do something, uh, Nike and Jordan and all of these like big sneaker companies, they should do something for him. I'm sure there's going to be a special box, uh, an actual purple and yellow shoe will maybe get and they won't fuck the purple up. They should do something big, which will bring a lot of eyes and ears to like the sneaker industry and people are going to be like, holy fuck, I should get more Kobe's and then they're, they're going to go. So it's like, it's shitty if you're doing it intentionally, but at the same time, if you want to make money, I mean, yeah, you know, they probably will go up within a year. So if you're buying them now, I would recommend buying low, but that's just the name of the game. It's like, you can't get mad at that. Uh, I know that there was a few, I think like Urban Necessities and NiceKicks.com posted these things online that were saying, 
Um, like we're not raising the prices on our Kobe's. Like we are not for that. Like that's shitty. Like we've seen our competitors do that. And that is wrong. I don't think that those companies should raise the price, but you can't dictate the market. You can't like, you can't make the market do something or not do something. Uh, when Kobe passed that day, these shoes were going for, I mean, plenty of them, all of Kobe's shoes were all of a sudden 195. Now they're 500, 250. Now they're 350. Like they were going, I mean, it was actually bigger than that. There was pairs that were 900 that were fucking 200 a couple days before. So that's just people that's greed. You can't get mad. You could get mad at greed all you want, but it's not going to stop. I don't think there's a problem with buying them and sitting on them. I do think there's a problem with selling them right now and because I think it'll look, make you look a little bit shitty. Um, if you're posting shoes as like a, hey, throwback to my first pair of Kobe's when I wore them, I wish I could post something about these that I had like a story, but I wasn't that big of a, of a Kobe Bryant fan. Like I just like sucks. Unfortunately, I wasn't. I would rather own that and like, eat my pride and just be like, yeah, I didn't really know him that well, but I do have some of his shoes and they're dope. Then be like, dude, it really fucking shook me up. And then someone's like, what number did he wear? And they're like 17. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to fake it here. I do think that with this Kobe in particular though, this Kobe, it's, it's like a Kobe PE Jordan nine. So it's both Jordan and Kobe Bryant working on a shoe, but, or they're fucking managers, but they still have 23 on the back, which really sucks. I would have liked to at least see 8 or 24. At least put Kobe's fucking number on the shoe that's his shoe. And I think for that reason, that's why these didn't get that that much like traction. And I, I don't think... Because Kobe's only had like three retros ever with Jordan. And the other two are part of a pack that's like $10,000. So these were kind of like the, the pair that anybody could wear. And then obviously the 10,000 pair is for like collecting, but that's that, you know, I just wanted to give Kobe his, his minute here on the podcast and just say all that. Uh, other thing is I will not be wearing them because that's something that I think like if I really, really, really loved someone or like, okay, if it was Michael Jordan, I have even a, a, a personal like connection with Michael Jordan that if he passed away, I would definitely like wear his shoes for like years. Like only Jordan ones, all my favorite shoes, I would have to get them. With Kobe, I don't feel right doing that because I didn't know him that well. But I think that that's something really cool to do. I saw that a lot of players have been wearing his Kobe or his like models. And I think that that's really cool. But I don't have that like connection. A pair that I have worn this week, though, is these 700. This is a Yeezy 700 V3, and these are called the Azales, which I don't know what these fucking names mean. But from the side, okay, I talked about these a couple weeks ago. From the side, which is a picture that I, that I pulled up online, I don't think that this is that attractive of a shoe, okay? But when I got them in person, I bought them for super low. I bought these at like 340 and within the two weeks that I bought them, like now the market's 600 bucks. So I was like, okay, I have to wear this shoe. I have to give it a shot. Like I got to see what the fuck is up because the market's already so high. I could like make the 300 or I figured I'd wear them, see how they feel and then sell them for 450 or 500, make a little bit less money, but at least get the experience of wearing them and get like a little review for you guys. So from the top view, I think this shoe is fucking awesome. This is probably the best I've ever seen a Yeezy look from the top. 
um, because they're very open. They actually open more towards the heel, which as you're walking, it makes it like even more comfortable than a V2, even more comfortable than a 700 V1. Um, but I like that the toe box is so small because we see like Jordan 1s have that like huge dedicated toe box, which is, it's like part of the shoe, but even with Kobe's, like this toe box is fucking three inches long. Nobody's toe is three inches long. So I don't, I don't think it's like, we've just gotten used to it, but I don't think it's actually looks that good on a shoe. So for these, I like that it's like different. It's like a little one inch toe box. It focuses a lot more on the opening of the shoe. They also have a really cool like two layered thing that they got going on where you get like a thick sock feeling at the first layer layer that's on your foot. And then the outside is like this plastic rubbery mesh throughout the whole shoe. Plus there's like really big air vents. So I didn't like, I pulled my shoes off and I wasn't sweating. I wasn't like fucking, I didn't feel gross in my own skin. I felt really comfortable in these. I do think that they run extremely tight. Uh, I'm a true size 10 and a half. These are a 10 and a half, but I would probably go like 11 and a half next. I'm actually just posted um, all my guys in Chicago. I just sent out a text asking for a size 11 and a half because I do plan on buying them again and wearing them. I think those are fucking awesome. Um, so now we're going to get into 2020 and what it has to offer when it comes to shoes. For me, like I was talking about earlier, I started in like 2009, 2010. So I got to see like retro fucking 11s re like I got to see the first Concord retro low. I was going to sneaker shows at random warehouses and you would see like Kilroy nines and like crawfish nines and Toro fours and fucking bread ones like the, the before the 2016 bread ones. I think it was 2008 or 2009, whatever it was. Um, DMP packs, GMP packs. Uh, like all of that, you would see really fucking, I, I was going to shows when fucking retro twos were still cool to wear, like candy pack retro twos and stuff like that, which just isn't a thing now. Um, so I have a different taste. When I see this list of releases, I don't get that excited for it. So just to, and I think a lot of you guys will be with me because I think that old sneakerheads, even the older ones that I am, people that like I know that we're in the game that from fucking 1998 from 2003, like they appreciate it differently. But for me, I was like born into the hype of fucking sneakers and I didn't really see it until like the end of its peak. So I'm just a little bit different. I guess there's no reason to give like a disclaimer. This first pair, these are a, this is a shoe that's coming out in 2020. I think it's in, either this month, February, or in March. And these are, it's a retro one, but it's like the high 85 version is what they're calling it. So it's supposed to be a little bit higher of a cut than a retro one. It's supposed to be like the original cut version, as well as the original harder leather. It's not such a soft leather. It's not tumbled leather. It's like a more firm shoe. They're, they're a lot more firm. They're probably going to be a little bit less comfortable, but I love my retro ones like this. It's actually why I would prefer an older shadow versus a 2018 shadow or an older bread. So these are coming out in a varsity red colorway, which is like a bread one, but a lot more red. And they're just shitty. I just absolutely hate them. Uh, and I hate that they're $200 retail. I'm not ready to see 
Jordan 1s be $200 yet, and I don't want to pay that at all. Even being someone that's like, I buy shoes, I don't really care what they cost because I know that I could just sell them. But even buying a Jordan 1, like even if I'm planning to resell it, $210 or $230 after tax to fucking get a shoe that's a Jordan 1, it's just so weird. I remember paying $150 or $160, like that blows. $200 used to get me a pair and a half, I feel like. I guess it didn't, but $300 would get me two pairs of Jordan 1s pretty comfortably. Maybe I'd have to ask fucking a friend of mine for the tax. But now $300 gets you like one pair of Jordan 1s and then like you have $70 left over. That's fucked up. So I'm not a fan of these. They also were supposed to do a regular bread colorway, not this varsity red, like which is, it's just more red than a regular bread colorway. Um, they were supposed to do the breads. They were supposed to do the Chicago's. They canceled both of those out. They kind of merged this shitty colorway. Not a fan of these. I think that the only reason they'll get traction or people will buy them is because because of the fact that it's the first of its kind being like the 85 colorway or the 85 cut. But I still don't think that those are going to go for a lot. Maybe 300 bucks, but I hope not. Now, this is another pair that I'm not satisfied with. These are called the UNC to Chicago Retro Ones. These are coming out in February as well. Now, I think that most of the tumbled leather pairs are going to be 170 which still puts you at about 200 bucks after tax, which I'm still not happy with. But it looks like most Retro Ones are 170 which is $200 after tax or $193. And then just the 85 colorways are $200 flat plus tax. So there is a little bit of like a difference. And I think that's because of the quality. But this UNC to fucking Chicago, it's all black. And then you have a red toe box and you have UNC blue on the heel. So if you're not familiar, the Fearless Retro 1 just came out. I think that's what they're called. Fearless Retro 1 just came out uh, a month or two ago. And that was like the half half red, half blue like colorway. And so we just saw that, right? There was also the top three that came out two years ago and or three years ago. And that was the red, blue, black, and white in a Retro 1. Like we've already fucking seen something so similar. So for that reason, I don't really like these. And they didn't even make it like an SB because S, they just did the uh, LA to New York and the Paris to whatever. They used they just did that whole Nike and, S, and Jordan SB collab that was all highs that you have one colorway on the top and you scratch it off and then there's another way underneath. That was dope, but this shit is just not... It's just not cool. There's no SB part to it. There's no like scratch it off and you get something underneath. It's just the same three colors that they've already done. And for that reason, I'm fucking out on that pair. There's another pair in February, February 15th, the Jordan 10 wings. These are an all white Jordan 10. They kind of look like Italian-ish. There's like an icy bottom, which I am a fan of, but then they have like this green red and blue stripe throughout them all. I think if they skipped the fucking blue, you could have called this an Italian Retro 10, which would have probably sold a lot faster. But the fact that it's just like a wings, like a random name, no fucking real story there. Uh, for that reason, I don't like these either. Those are 190. They'll probably stay 190. I won't recommend. 
paying anything more. Um, this pair, okay, this is a big one. Now we start getting a little bit fucking, a little bit more hyped here. So I'm trying to like, I'm going to try to zoom in as far as I can so you can see the whole thing. So this is an Off-White and Jordan 5, which is the first of its kind. We've seen Off-White do the Jordan 1s. We've seen like pictures of a lot of 4s, a lot of other things. And then out of nowhere, this like Retro 5 comes out. And they're black and gray throughout the whole entire shoe. And then the bottom, they're doing just like a not a gum sole, but they're making it like a yellowed sole of an of a retro five. So instead of being clear and icy, they're just kind of owning the fact that they're brown. I'm kind of okay with that because they get brown anyways. So like, why not just fucking own it? I'm cool with that. What I'm not cool with is that there's holes throughout this whole fucking shoe everywhere. Like in the tongue of a retro five, which is a, it's a huge tongue. It's usually 3M. There's an embroidered stitched um, well, sometimes stitched, sometimes just like put, put on there. It's a Jordan logo. There's a huge hole right to the left of it. And it looks so fucking sloppy. I don't know if you can tell like right here, there's a big hole right on the tongue, which is weird. Um, but I guess you could use it as a, like a pull tab. So that's okay. Then in the side of a retro five, everybody knows there's that cage that's like meant for like ventilation. Every fucking retro five ha has it. It's a part of the shoe. There's a big hole right in between there that looks extremely sloppy. Not a fan of that. Um, and then on the center, I think on the top of the shoe, there's a hole, but I'm not sure. I can't tell from this angle of the picture. But by the heel, there's another hole. I don't really get that. I get that like Virgil's thing and Off-White's thing is that they destroy shoes. But it's not destroyed when it's a perfectly stitched hole. So it's like not... It doesn't look sloppy, which makes it like... It's just fucking weird. I don't get it. Um, also on the box, there's holes everywhere. They should just, this is not even a joke. Okay, I'm not trying to make you laugh when I say this. These shoes should have been called the Swiss Cheese Retro Fives. I'm not trying to make you laugh. It's just because then it would have made me at least respect the name a little bit more. But because they have nothing to do with Swiss Cheese and because it's a collab that's kind of poorly done, I'm not a fan of these. Um... I probably will buy them. I'll probably sell them, make some money. That's kind of all these are good for. Other than that, for rocking, uh, definitely not going to be wearing those. Also in February, we have this. This is a red. It's an all red. It, it looks like a uh, black cement three, except instead of the black, the whole upper, it's red. And you don't really see Jordan do like a lot of red on their shoes a lot. I haven't really seen... Uh, a red retro three now that I think of it other than the DJ Khaled pair there's like the fire reds there's the, there's the crimson reds there's the fucking black cements which have a little bit of red in them but this is the first of its kind that I know of at least that I could think of off the top of my head a majority red retro three so for you fucking red lovers out there uh, this is a dope shoe but other than that I'm not a big fan of them and you could kind of tell when a shoe is going to go for a lot of money by the way that it looks. If it matches a lot of stuff, if there's a lot of black, if there's black and then a little bit of a color, it's like usually it goes for more money. Um, when you see that colors co like clash or look shitty together, you kind of know. For example, there's this fucking, I'll get to those in a sec. There's a Retro 2 coming out that's purple and red and the colors look so shitty together that it's just like not working. Um, 
but at the end of February to close out from a, uh, a fucking hectic month of shoes from Jordan, there's this retro one that they're calling the Gucci or the pine green and it, picture a bread one. So it's just black and red, but instead of red, it's green. So it's just black and green on the fucking retro one. And then on the tongue, it says Nike air and red. So I guess I see where they get the Gucci like nickname, but it has nothing to do with Gucci, so don't see that and get hyped up. Don't fucking overpay. Um, also, from what I've heard, I know somebody that actually has these in hand already, and he says that they're the they're the softest retro one he's ever felt. So you could take my word on that, or you don't have to. But he says that they're really, really soft, which for me, I don't like that because after you wear them for a while, when they're sitting on the ground, like waiting for you to be fucking inside of them when they're sitting on the ground they look really really like tampered with they look like you wore them a hundred times they almost look wet because they like sit lower because of all the wrinkles that's in them and uh even though they're soft they are more comfortable that's a plus but the con is that when you're wearing them they crease way faster and way more so they'll crease in the middle of the shoe they'll they'll crease on the sides of the toe box they'll crease in the toe part of the toe box like the very very top uh, whereas a hard retro, like a hard leather retro one, it's only going to really crease at like the bottom of the toe box and then maybe a little bit where the heels are, but that's it. So for that reason, I'm not a big fan of those, but I do think because it's a newer colorway, because they're black and green and you don't see that much on a retro one, I think that these are going to be dope. I would definitely recommend buying those and waiting and seeing what the market does. Um, I'd say probably like three to four hundred. I think this year we're gonna see a lot of three hundred dollar or four hundred dollar peaks for shoes. It's just a fucking, just a thing that I'm gonna say. I think that last year, or the year before last year, when it was like the the first the ten collection with all these fucking new collabs with Off White, that kind of made a staple as like Off White can get to a thousand or more on a shoe. And then what else was that year? Fuck. I don't even think, I think the unions were last year. I don't know. A lot of collabs happened in 2018 that skyrocketed shoes. And that's when we saw like the off-white collabs were all going for like over 800 bucks at one point. And then in 2019, there were still off-white collabs, but they were going for like 500 or 600. They would like cap off at that. And then the Sakai's kind of capped off at like 400 or 500 maybe. There was like the that... Um, a few like women's pairs that came out that capped off at like five to six. And then there was the unions that those were capped off at, capped off at five to six. But now over time, they've been going to like 12 fucking $1,400. So I think that it's kind of going back down and we're kind of waiting for another big brand to like step in and fucking like make a move, which is kind of like what the Dior retro one is going to do because that's going to be like, holy shit. Now a fucking huge designer could come in and make a basketball shoe. Like now we're going to want Louis Vuitton and Gucci and like actual Gucci and Ferragamo. And we might want like big brands to come and collab, which will separate like a regular retro one or a decently hyped retro one will be like 500 or under. And then only like the big companies like Off-White and Dior and Louis Vuitton, if we get one, those ones will be like over a thousand. I think we're kind of seeing a, a divide here in uh, the market. That's just my fucking two cents though. There's also this pack that's coming out that's 
Uh, it's called the New Beginnings Pack, and it's a retro. It's a retro one with that 85 cut. So it's a retro one 85 in white and red, which is super clean. Like I, I think those are dope. And then it's like a kind of a retro one. It's like not quite a retro one. It just looks like one, and it's white and red as well, but less, way less red, and it's not like a staple retro. So this pack is dope because I like the box and I like that it's a wide box and you open it up and there's two pairs rather than having like the stacked version that they do. Um, whenever Jordan releases a pack like this, unfortunately, it's one favorited shoe and then one shoe that nobody really wants. That kind of sucks. But with that being said, it's still a pair that I'm going to get or a pack that I'm going to get. And I would wear the retro ones that are white and red. I would definitely wear those. I just would never wear like that other pair. They look very old. They look like OG. They look classic, but I just know that they're going to have no value. So that kind of sucks. People are only going to sell the, the retro 185, and nobody's going to give a fuck about the other pair. That's a prediction that I'm pretty firm in. Um, so that's for February. So then in March... I mean, these all say February, but there's no way Jordan's going to release all these. So I'm just going to call this springtime for fucking Jordan. There's a, a retro one low that's a Chinese New Year look to them. Um, it's like, I don't know, they're called the Chinese New Year's, but they have this like, they always have these like flowers or these little designs. And it's like, I don't want to just say it's Chinese, but with the name being Chinese New Year, it's like a Chinese style to them. And they're not quite my style, but people really like how different they look. People like those like little mini designs and the small things that they do on these shoes. So those are cool. It's weird that they did a low and that they use the Retro 1 for it because usually Nike does that with like an Air Max or something, but or like a Jordan 12 or some shit. It's weird that they did that, but I'm for it. You know, they're kind of cool. Um, then they're going to do the, this is for March. For March, they're supposed to start off with a Retro 5. It's the Fire Red Retro 5, which I don't like that they're re-releasing these, but I do like that it's a Retro 5 and that it's the Fire Red because of the nostalgic thing it does for me. Uh, one of the first pairs of shoes I ever sold from Jordan was this shoe. It was in like 2011 or something. They had came out with them again, and I remember I had like the pair before, and I had the pair that just released, and I was selling them, and everybody fucking wanted them. Like, people loved this shoe at the time. Now, they're going to re-release these. They're not going to be that hyped. Uh, we kind of saw with, like, the Grape Fives re-releasing and the Laneys or whatever the fuck. Like, when it's an all-white Jordan 5, you kind of know it's not going to go for money. That's just my opinion. And it has, like, look at the fucking past shoes. I think people like more colors when it comes to Jordan retros. So when you see like an all red or a red and blue or a all purple or like we want something new. Every fucking shoe is all white when it comes to Jordan. And it has been the majority for so long that it's like we don't really care anymore about that. And we've already seen the retro five or the fire red so many times that people are just don't care anymore. So I don't recommend buying these for anything over retail. Here's another pair that I don't recommend paying a fucking dime over retail for is the, the Raptor Retro 2. Everybody knows that Retro 2 colorways suck. Uh, we saw it on a Retro 4. We saw it on a Retro 7 a while ago. It's The colors are red, black, and purple. And purple and red just do not fucking go. So 
I don't think these are going to be like shit. I think these are going to be retail or below. Uh, then we have like a weird AJKO pair, which is like the thicker knitted version of Retro Ones. They're kind of cool, but they haven't picked up. Nobody really likes them. Like people still don't care for this shit. So I don't think those are going to be big at all. I actually do like the colorway, but I wish they did this colorway in a normal Retro One version. Like, why don't we get orange laces and teal and white on a normal Retro One? I, that would blow up. That's like beach style. Like, it's very fresh colors. It's great for spring. But the fact that they made it this AJKO version, I think that those are going to go for regular price. Um, these are the North Carolina Retro 3s. It's another all-white retro with a little bit of color. The only difference is that they actually put the North Carolina logo on the tongue. And for that reason alone, I think that these are going to go for a little bit more than retail. So I'm expecting like 250 to 300 for these simply because everybody in North Carolina should fucking have these shoes. Uh, whether you like basketball or not because they're really fucking cool. And they're like taking pride in the logo and, and Jordan's actually doing something that isn't his logo on the tongue, which is fucking cool. So that's rare. Uh, then there's this black and white. Okay, this Retro 4 is called the SE. That's all it's been called so far. So far, It comes out March 21st, Air Jordan 4 Retro SE. That's all it's called. The bottom is black, then a little bit of dark gray, then a little bit lighter gray, then a little bit lighter gray, and it starts getting like pretty fucking fear four vibe. And then there's lime green accents on the on the eyelets, and then a lime green tongue, and it just fucking ruins the shoe. So maybe if you like lime green, you'll like the shoe, but I fucking definitely don't. Um, then this is another March release for Jordan. It's the DMP6, which I swear these were called the GMP6s, but maybe they aren't. I thought they were called the Golden Moments Pack. That's why they had gold on them. Maybe they fucking weren't. All I know is that, that a pack came out that was the DMP or the GMP pack, sixes and sevens. And I wish that they redid the whole pack because them like redoing the sixes and not the sevens kind of sucks. Um, I think that they did them separately. I almost think that they just did the sevens like a year or two ago, but I don't like that they split it up. That kind of sucks. I wish they would just keep the fucking packs together and make people like buy both because it also stuns the market a little bit when you have to pay $400 to get one shoe you really like and one that you don't. It, you kind of see who really is buying Jordans for Jordans and not just for the market, but clearly they don't care about that. Then there's another, this is a purple, black, and white Air Jordan 1. Um, these are fucking awesome. We just saw them do the court purples like a year ago. And now that they're doing another one that has white in it, and it's more white. It's like, this is a, exactly a Chicago 1 colorway, except instead of red, it's purple. And it feels very new. They look fucking dope. It also looks like they're doing this in hard leather and not in soft leather. And in that fucking case, I love them because I'm not a tumbled leather guy. I think Jordans stand up. They Well, they do stand up taller when they're hard leather and they just look cleaner and they're easier to clean and they don't crease. Like there's so many positives. Um, quick side note, look at the screen if you're watching and look at this shoe. This is fucking blue, that's purple, and I'm proving it right now. This is not fucking purple. 
Okay, anyways, still love you, Kobe, but your shoes are not the fucking right color. They didn't even get the right colors of his team. Like, the Lakers wear purple and yellow, okay? Why the fuck did you make the shoe blue and yellow? That's like why those don't go for a lot of money. It literally makes sense. Um, anyways, that's kind of it for retro one, or for Jordans for the first half of the year. Then we get a few more random-ass colorways, okay? In April, we get an awesome Hair 6 colorway, which goes with the Hair 7s and the Hair 1s. I like that they're continuing that. And these are like a must-cop, no doubt. And I think that these Hair 6s, if any of the Jordans are going to go for money that I'm about to show you, it's these. Because following up, you have the Flint 13s. Those are okay. Then you have an 11, a Jordan 11 Low, which is white, black, and red, which people are going to want, but... 11 lows have not done good in their past, so I don't feel good about those. Um, okay, then there's the Dior, which those are in April. The Dior is the last of the cool Jordans for this half of the year because after the Dior's, then there's this women's, I don't even fucking know colorway, that's a white retro four with a lot of cement. Holy shit. That Kobe shoe just fell on me, and that was kind of... Uh, that was kind of like a represent. Well, I'm actually not even gonna say that. Um, I was gonna make a Kobe's B helicopter joke there, which probably wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been funny to some of you guys. So I'm just gonna skip it. Um, anyways, Jordan has a lot of shitty colorways coming out after April. There's this one retro four that has yellow, green, red, and cement gray shit colorway. Then there's an animal print retro three, which includes the following colors, black, gray, purple, lighter purple, red, green, orange, and brown, eight different colors and white, eight different, nine different colors, one shoe, absolute shit. You already know it's shit. Um, then there's a gray and black retro one, which actually doesn't look that bad. There's a white and green retro one or retro four that looks like shit. Um, a purple and white retro 11 low that's going to definitely be like under fucking retail because it looks like shit. And then a yellow, red, and purple retro 14 that comes out in spring that is absolutely fucking horrible to look at. Um, then there's a white and purple. And then there's a... Uh, then... Okay, this is the last one. This is a fucking black retro 5. The tongue is... Teal and purple, just like the grape fives. And then the sole of the shoe is red. Like, and they call it the top three retro five. Like, out of all fucking retro fives to put together, you take the red one and the fucking purple one. And you mix that with black. These shoes look awful. I mean, look at that. God. It's like, and then they have blue in the center. They're just awful. Jordan's having a dog shit year. For the beginning of the year. Luckily, they got this Dior collab. Holy shit, man. Like, this Dior pair. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but that's how it looks. D-I-O-R. So, this Christian Dior pair is going to go for a thousand bucks. And rightfully so, because they look fucking awesome. And I really like that they have, like, the repeating logo on the swoosh. I really like that it says Air Dior. I really like the box that, they, that they've leaked out. But after this... Get ready for some shit Jordans. Uh, the only thing that's going to save Jordan other than those shitty colorways is the fact that there's a rumor 
of a Union Retro 4 that's coming out. And there's a picture, if you're watching this, um, I have them up on the screen behind me. These are fucking awesome. That's like probably one of the coolest Retro 4s I've ever seen. I hope they do that. But it's not confirmed, so don't get your hopes up. Other than that, Travis Scott has a really good... You know what? I'm going to do this. This is the sneaker episode for Jordan for the first half of 2020. The next one I'm going to do is going to include Yeezy's releases and uh, Travis Scott. That way, we're going to give a little bit more structure this year. There's going to be comedy episodes. There's going to be sneaker episodes. That's that's how I'm doing it this year. We're just going to fucking try it. You know, why not? Um, so we're going to end it there. On the next sneaker episode I do, I'm going to talk about what Travis Scott has in stock for us for 2020 and this shitty list of more Yeezy V2s. But it does get better towards the end of 2020 what it looks like for Yeezys. It looks like they're going to come out with some dope shit. So we'll talk about that later. Um, next weekend, I'm definitely going to do a comedy podcast. And the following weekend, I'm going to be in North Carolina recording from there. So I don't know if there's going to be a video for that one. But until then... Um, you know, RIP to Kobe Bryant. I hope you guys enjoyed this full sneaker episode. I hope you guys are fucking rock hard for all the sneaker heads out there. Um, have a good rest of your weekend. And I'm predicting the Super Bowl score, by the way. I forgot to mention I was going to do that. Um, who's playing? Let's see. Super Bowl 2020. Okay, the Super Bowl is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the 49ers. Okay. I'm predicting fucking right now, and I know, and I know I'm going to be right. I'm predicting the score is going to be 28 to 14. The fucking 49ers are taking the cake on this one. And if I do, if that's right, then everybody has to buy my merch. Okay? There's a quick deal that I made. Um, other than that, have a great rest of your weekend, and happy, happy Super Bowl day.